Hello, lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Bitch Prince. Happy Women Crush Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. Before this week, I've definitely felt that this quarantine situation has been a little bit more about food and survival. And now that we've been here in this weird space for a few weeks, it really is less of the questioning it and more just adding the normal day-to-day back in. So this past week, I definitely realized there were schedule appointments on my calendar and things that I needed to now adjust because you can't just work from home and then keep watching Netflix forever. There are important things that you need to actually continue living, even though life right now and work right now is a lot different. One of the ways that kind of took hold in my life last week was I pretty regularly see a therapist. I started back in December, I believe, looking for one in Arizona since we had been here almost a year and I didn't have one yet. I've been going to therapy on and off since I was 16, but that is for another episode. Therapy is so important. So that is one of the things that I had to make sure to make time for was, oh, I have a therapy appointment, but obviously I'm not driving to Scottsdale to sit in her cozy office. So we met on a little app that she has that's a really great tool for therapists and counselors. She is a therapist, licensed therapist, and we met on a little FaceTime type thing. So that was really nice that I still got my check-in. You still need to really make sure that your mental health is being balanced and worked on. So please make sure that you still keep your therapy appointments It not only felt good to, of course, talk to another person besides my husband and my dog, but it is just so, so vital that we make sure that we are still taking care of ourselves on a, quote, normal level. I am for sure one of those people that copes with humor. Recently saw a meme about the 20s and how people like myself, guilty, were so excited to be in the 20s again. And it was basically saying, oh, you want to be in the 20s? Okay, well, how about disease? How about a financial crisis? How about all the bars are closed? So sorry to everyone. I feel partially at fault. (laughs) Totally guilty. But in reality, joking aside, coping aside, we talked a couple weeks ago about how to be a remote employee. And so for people that are not used to working from home, how you can really set yourself up to be the most productive, the most happy, and get to work each day by walking from your bedroom to an actual space. I had one of my friends reach out to me, friend and sort of coworker in a creative space, and she requested that we kind of take that a step further and discuss how to balance working from home when you're a creative. Because when your job is creative like hers, she is a director and producer, you experience a whole new set of obstacles with this quarantine. I realized on my last episode that I actually forgot to do a shout out to another fellow independent career woman. So I'm going to try to make up for that and do a couple today. So naturally, I'm going to start off by making up for that with my friend who suggested this topic for today's episode. Her name is Alicia Herter. She is a director and producer. You can actually hop on Amazon Prime and look for Diego on My Mind. It is a film that she directed and wrote. It is absolutely fantastic. 
So add that to your watch list after work, Diego on my mind. She also recently went with her partner to Sundance. They produced a film together. I'm so sorry if I butcher this. Please don't hate me. Called um, La Leyenda Negra. And it was in Sundance for 2020. So before all this quarantine happened, they got to travel to Sundance, which is an insane experience. And I'm so proud of her and her partner, Marcel. Alicia and I have actually known each other since we were about 14 or 15 years old, little baby freshman in high school. We met in study hall and we also had other classes together, such as social studies and things like that. We were both horribly awkward teenagers who loved theater and eyeliner and terrible haircuts and had braces. We were, we were not the cool kids, but we've always been a part of each other's creative lives, and we've been through some of the hardest times together. So not only do I appreciate her as a person, but throughout the years, I have seen this woman work her ass off for her role as a director. She is an amazing film director. She made her way to UCLA and graduated, and I mean, she did everything on her own. She's really someone to watch, for sure. Not just her films, but just her in general and, and where she's going. So I do collaborate with her a lot. We try to help each other with our creative projects. It's been really fun over the years that I get to edit some of her scripts. And then I, in turn, ask her to help me with a book I'm writing and things like that. We value each other's creative opinions because we both just admire each other, I think, but also we're real with each other. And if it's shit, we're going to tell each other it's shit. So she's been an amazing friend, but also kind of a creative coworker in a way for our private projects. Alicia also co-hosts a podcast with one of our longtime high school friends and creatives named Tara, and they host a podcast called Witch Yes. I'm lucky enough that they bring me in sometimes as a creative director in the space. So another thing you can add to your list is to check out Witch Yes, and it's Witch, Yes, kind of like Bitch Yes, but it's a play on words. So we kind of have that in common with our podcasts. But it focuses on these two amazing women who are interested in the occult and witchcraft and are trying it out for the first time together with their podcast listeners. So it's really fun. They kind of had come up with the idea a while back and the three of us took a trip a few years ago to Salem, which was absolutely spectacular. So it's a joy that I get to work with them in any capacity on it. And Marcel also uh, produces that as well. So he is involved too. Fantastic human being. Tara is another... Marcel and Alicia live together, and they are in New York City, so not only do they live together, but naturally they have roommates, because who can really afford that at our age? I mean, we're 28, but uh, pay is not great. So they live with two other roommates as well, I believe. So Alicia asked the question of, you know, how do we really balance that? Now we're working from home. Our creative life is at home. We can't go anywhere for a studio and now we have all these other people around us. How do you manage to do all of these things in one place when there's so many people around you and these shared spaces become triple the shared spaces that they used to be? And also, how do you gain creative inspiration when you are kind of stuck in there? So we'll cover all of that. 
the most important thing when it comes from working a creative space that is a communal space, and I don't mean communal like, oh, a shared studio, I mean communal like a shared living space. You don't eat there because it's your studio and you would just rather order something quick and eat and continue working. No, no, it's where you live. So you sleep there, you bathe there, you eat there, you watch TV there, and now everything is happening in one place. It's a lot easier to make a decision to eat or sleep or something in a studio than it would be to, you know, be home and this is supposed to be your home space and now it's your everything space. When you have roommates, this becomes doubly difficult because these communal spaces like the kitchen and the living room, you need some creative space. You can't just do all of your creative work from your room. That's just absolutely impossible. But then how do you actually fit all of your items in your room? And how do you make sure to make time that there's quiet time so that if you're recording something that you don't get background noise or the TV's too loud, how do you manage? Well, first and foremost, how you manage is communication. And no, I am not talking about sitting down and having this giant team meeting with your roommates and making your home a prison with a million rules, with time schedules for who can use what space when. That is not a good living situation. It is not good for anybody's mental health to have these kind of like curfews of, oh, the needs to be quiet in the living room by 10 o'clock no matter what. This isn't your parents' house. You can't do that to other adults. Obviously, people need to sleep and be respectful, but I'm more talking about creative spaces. You know, if you work at night or things like that, if that's usually your process and now you're at home doing that process. You can't really enforce these kinds of rules and curfews on your roommates, and you shouldn't have them forced upon you. It's, it's not good for anyone's mental health, and it's also just going to cause a lot, a lot of fights. So do not make your home a time-scheduled boarding school or prison. It needs to still be a happy space. So first and foremost, it's about communication, not about rulemaking. If you are working from home and you're a creator, because chances are, like Alicia, you don't make your full-time living quite yet over your creative talent and skill and projects. So you have a job and then you have, well, probably in your eyes, your real job, which is directing and producing your actual dream goals of that's what your profession, you want that to be 100% full-time one day. But if it's not quite yet, then you also have to have an additional job to pay the frickin' rent in expensive New York City. So you are now working and creating from one space when you probably left your home and did both of these things in totally separate spaces. So you had three spaces and now you have one. Each activity needs a space. And again, that is way easier to do if you only live by yourself or with a partner and you don't have roommates. Even if you have a husband or a partner of any kind, I've even had to communicate with my partner of, hey, if this, you know, I'm not trying to create rules, but if you see a book in front of my face, please don't interrupt me. I'm reading. I'm trying to do my escapism thing. And you do have to have those discussions. But if you have roommates then how do you really handle that each activity needs a space and all the space you have is your bedroom and everything else is this communal space? 
really what you need to do is communicate with your roommates where you prefer working from. Again, we're not setting a million rules, but just discuss with them, hey, I need to do these kinds of things right now. This is part of my work that you don't see because I usually do it outside of the home. And I prefer doing it maybe from the living room or if you have a balcony, from the balcony or things like that. And just explaining this is what I need to do. This is my day to day. And this is the space where I can more properly work from and get in a better mental space to actually get this work done that I need to get done so that everyone can just be mindful of other people's work. It is so much more about that unspoken mindfulness and just being self-aware of not only you, but also empathetic to your roommates, which is easier said than done. You can't just force people to be empathetic or self-aware, and it's going to take a lot of people some extra efforts, but it's still better to lean on than a prison-like schedule. So discuss where you prefer working from and really what you are working on so that everyone kind of understands people's workspaces. Most of your roommates probably don't realize what you really do when you leave the home. So tell them. The biggest thing is that if you don't say it, they won't know. So say it and talk about it. While we're balancing all of this in one place, It also is a huge issue with supplies. So Alicia's co-host of Which Yes, Tara, that I mentioned earlier, she is an artist, a fantastic artist. I have two of her paintings in my home currently. I love her work. It does a lot, has a lot of Greek mythology to it, a lot of her own heart and soul. Well, obviously artists always put their heart and soul, but she does a lot of self-portraits and things like that and relates it back to her life and her childhood, which is always incredibly fascinating. So check out Tara Keck, T-E-R-R-A-K-E-C-K. There's my second shout out. Love her artwork so much. But with Tara, she usually does work in an actual studio that is kind of shared with other artists. And they did a really good job of keeping away from each other and still working in their studio space with masks as long as they possibly could. But of course, everything eventually got shut down. So then it was on Tara's shoulders to figure out what supplies she's going to need, bringing them all to either her place or her partner's place, and creating an in-home studio, which when you do the level of art, as Tara does, when you are an artist and that is how you want to eventually make your living, that includes an insane amount of tools and materials. That is why people have studios, is because it's almost impossible to keep these items in your home, especially if you have an apartment in New York City and have roommates. So it became a huge stress for her that she had to transport all of her studio items that she was going to need for an undetermined amount of time and actually build this studio out now in her normal living space. I mean, talk about stressful. So especially for artists, this is difficult. And then, of course, she still has another job to pay the bills. So, so much is happening in one tiny little baby space. So the first thing that I'm really going to say might sound generic, but it's not. When you are trying to figure out where you're going to work from in your apartment now, where each activity is kind of going to happen, where you prefer to work, based on where your also roommates are going to be working, the next thing is to nest. 
Not everyone is a natural nester or interior designer or something like that. And I'm not saying you have to be. You don't have to make everything pretty and everything doesn't need to be hyper organized, but you've got to organize. I realize that maybe not everyone's in the mental health space to be doing extreme Marie Kondo organization, but you've got to do it when you are bringing in items to your home that aren't normally there. While you are bringing these items from your studio, what have you, organize them along the way. Do not just bring them in, lay them down and say, okay, cool, I'll figure this out later. Organize along the way. Is that going to take more time? Yes. (laughs) And I know that might not be effective for people that have to quickly move out of a space and shove it in their apartment. But try your best to organize it while it comes into your space. Because if you don't, you're going to have everything in your space and then you're going to turn around and you are going to go into full panic mode because it's going to be an absolute explosion of three different workspaces in your bedroom. So try your absolute best to organize as you go. And then once all of your items are in that space, you got to nest. You have to set up these spaces where you're going to work from, just like any other employee who has a workspace now with their laptop that's working remote. You need to have a space where you can wake up and easily paint or sketch or draw, where you know that, hey, I don't have to set this up every single damn day. It's there. It's ready for you to go. It's your safe space to work. You've got to set up those spaces for yourself because if you want to maintain your normal work ethic, you need to have those spaces open to you so you're not recreating the wheel every day. That's going to make things 10 times more stressful for you and 10 times more stressful than they need to be. You don't need to be incredibly productive right now. If you're getting a creative impulse and you do feel like being productive, great. But in this time, even as an independent career woman, you don't need to be sitting saying, oh, how do I make the most of this quarantine? No, it's not necessary. Say, how can I just be as good as I am when I have my other spaces right now in this one space? You don't need to be focused on being that massively, massively productive career woman right now, but Your home is a reflection of your mind. You are not doing your anxiety any favors by not organizing your space. Especially if you already have anxiety, your home is a reflection of your mind. So when you are bringing in this new stuff, before you start using it, actually set a place for it. Even if it's the tiniest space in the world, Or if there's not a lot of extra space and maybe you are an artist, then try to actually incorporate it into the aesthetic of your room. Make it a decoration. Take paint cans and maybe place them somewhere that is aesthetically pleasing in your room so that maybe it adds a little bit instead of just taking away more space. So as you bring things in, start using them organize it, make sure that you have specific areas where you're going to do your types of work and just do the best you can to organize it and nest with your stuff and with your space. I'm sure it's also a really hard time for my creatives to also get actual inspiration to be creative. We're stuck inside. 
So how on earth are we supposed to look at the world around us and actually get inspired to create? Where are we getting our ideas? I'm sure a lot of people are doing some quarantine work right now, but I really don't know if that would necessarily be positive for anyone's mind to be writing a screenplay or to be doing art or something like that that is focused on the quarantine. We need to still work on the projects that we already wanted to be working on before all of this happened. Let's get our minds out of the space. You know, we can reflect on it later, but right now I think it's important to keep whatever work that you've been doing before quarantine, keep it moving, keep it moving forward. So how can we kind of get this inspiration? This is a great time to look online on maybe Amazon, but if you aren't, you know, wanting to support Amazon, just look online at bookstores or, you know, at other creatives in general and try to find some creative journals so that you can kind of start naturally coming up with ideas. One thing we really don't want to do is try to force our creativity in this space. There's already enough anxiety floating around without trying to create this magic inspirational spark. So look online for some creative journals so that you can just kind of plug away. As a writer, one thing that all my creative writing professors used to always say is, if you have no idea what to write, that is okay. Sit down at your desk and either look up a writing prompt and try to just focus on that, focus on something completely different than what you're actually trying to create, a totally different topic. Or if you don't like the writing prompt idea, literally just sit down and start to write and do not stop. I know that there's a name for this, can't remember. Look it up. Google it. But all you have to do is sit down, open up that Word doc, and start to type. Even if what you're typing is blah, 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 I don't know what to write, you literally just keep on going and keep typing because eventually ideas are going to start. You're going to start typing things that aren't just hoodily do, I hate this right now. And you're going to actually start coming up with ideas. And then those ideas might actually lead to a fruition of a really good idea that you can write a story on. So it really is about just starting somewhere. And a creative journal is really a good way for you to have an outlet to get creative without literally staring at your paper trying to think of what the hell to paint or what the hell to write and what to do next. So try to look up some creative journals that'll really help you mentally and creatively. Another really important thing is time management. In my field of work, time management has always been extremely important because I'm kind of half, you know, marketing and half creative. It's a big part of my skill set is time management. With this new space that includes everything in your life, that is incredibly even more important right now. And I don't mean time management in the sense of how it normally traditionally means when it comes to working, you know, making sure that you're managing all of your tasks and getting all the things done, not about getting stuff done. Again, we're not trying to put that much pressure on ourselves right now. This time management isn't about getting stuff done. It's about managing your time so that things don't bleed into each other. 
So there's no moments right now where you say, oh man, I got to get to the studio because it closes at this time and I only have this much time to work on it. There's no time management that's saying, oh, I'm going to be here for this appointment really quick. So I got to make sure to get A, B, and C done before this appointment where I have to meet this chick at this coffee shop. We don't have those appointments. We don't have those time deadlines right now. So we need to kind of create them for ourselves so that everything just doesn't start to bleed together. It can get really overwhelming really fast when you're doing all of your work in one space and you're sitting there like, what do I need to work on right now? It's kind of like that whole meme of when you have so much to do on your plate, so instead of doing anything, you just like stare at the ceiling. (laughs) Do not let that become your norm. So set some time management of, all right, between these hours and these hours, I really do need to focus on this part of my creative work. And then from these hours to these hours, I have to do whatever is making my income and just do your best to set that time management. Doesn't have to be exact. You don't have to be like a military drill sergeant to yourself about it. But if you don't set some time management, Everything is going to bleed together and you might not end up getting anything done because right now there is no one, no space with a closing time, no appointments that are necessarily telling you when you have to get stuff done. So you've really got to do that for yourself. Another way to really be good about time management and also keep those creative juices flowing is to Skype or FaceTime or Facebook Messenger or whatever, video chat with people. Maybe not every day, but you really need to try to think of, okay, who would I normally be hanging out with today? Who's normally in my studio? Who is someone that I would probably be needing to meet at a coffee shop to get some work done? Or maybe, like me, you meet friends at coffee shops just so that you can kind of have a different workspace once in a while. So um, I have a friend that is a med student, and so we'll go to a coffee shop because she needs to study and I need to work, and it's a good way to just kind of change it up. Since we can't do that right now, try to actually Skype or FaceTime or whatever those people every day as part of your day. If you work in a studio, you do have other people in the room and you there are natural breaks for talking and bouncing ideas off of each other. So keep that going and keep those conversations flowing. Don't think, oh, I'm in my own little space and so I can't reach out to other people. Reach out to them. Of course, in a respectful way so you don't interrupt their work because since you can't see them, <laughs> you don't know what they're currently doing. So still be respectful of other people's time, of course, but try to get on video chat as much as possible with these people that you are used to working beside or that you are used to having a lot of appointments with on a daily or even weekly basis. This will really help you with your time management because it'll say, all right, I got a call at this time and it'll kind of help break up your day a little bit. And of course, it will give you that creative boost, which is incredibly important at a time like this. We need to be working together and collaborating and bouncing ideas off each other more than ever, which might kind of sound like an oxymoron because we're in a quarantine. But even though we can't physically be there, it is so important that we continue to connect with those people and collaborate with those people. 
if we shut ourselves off to only our partners and our roommates, it's not going to make for a very happy world. And especially if you're a creative, it will probably stint you a little bit. So reach out and have some video chats. Another thing for creative inspiration, right now, at least for me, it is all about escapism, baby. So for your creative inspiration, make sure that you are finding those escapism moments still. We can't go outside. We can't go to an art museum. We can't just go take a walk in nature. We have no capability to go explore right now, let alone travel and gain insight from other cultures. So how do we get that kind of inspiration? Well, guys, technology. (laughs) So I know that there are a lot of places right now that are offering online books. Um, Movies are coming out that you can stream or purchase and you can watch those. Make that part of your day. I mean, if you would normally go to an art museum, maybe find some kind of documentary and say, okay, I need inspiration. I'm going to let myself have a couple hours to watch this documentary and gain some new insight. You don't have to always be stuck in some kind of textbook either. You know, look up documentaries. I know that a lot of other places as well, um, I believe the Palace of Versailles, they have tours now that you can do. It kind of looks like Google Maps almost. And you can do a live little tour thing of Versailles. So a lot of places are utilizing technology so that we can still get inspiration and see really important things and get our escapism and not feel so stuck inside without any visuals beyond our front door. Side note, this is just important in general, and I really, really hope that if we gain anything out of this quarantine, it is that technology is powerful, more people can work from home, we don't need so many damn buildings, and that more and more businesses that didn't really know what they should do next in the digital world or how they could add digital to their experience are now kind of being forced to, and it's just coming a little bit more naturally. So I'm definitely hoping that when we walk into a world, it's kind of been pushed and excelled forward a little bit in the technology and what it can bring us and what it can bring our society. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but right now it is happening. So use that to your advantage for your escapism and for your creative inspiration. You can find it in a book, TV. If you're not a painter, Do some painting if you have some. I've got paints that I bought forever ago and hadn't used. So after therapy yesterday, I did a little painting. Similar to our last episode where I kind of said that cooking is good because it really can get your mind focused on a recipe, almost like science, and you really are focused on measuring and making this thing so it both removes your focus from the outside world but also kind of lets you meditate a little bit in your own head as you are actually cooking. It's a really good way to distract yourself from everything around you and focus on something new and clear your head a little bit with kind of that methodical step one, step two, step three. So definitely like cooking, step out of your comfort zone and and maybe just try something like painting. That really did help me yesterday after therapy, just getting out my paints and just kind of sketching something out and painting it because I'm more focused on what I'm drawing or actually making sure that I'm, quote, coloring in the lines <laughs> than I am 
really anything else in the world. So it really not only focuses hyper-intensively your attention, but it really does have this wonderful meditation quality of clearing your head. So even if you don't feel like being even that productive, just make a nice cup of tea, lay on your bed, and just zone the hell out. You are allowed to just lay there and stare at the ceiling and let your mind go to some place. I'm huge on meditation because it really is just about finding your breathing pattern, finding that breath so that you can ignore the outside world for a little bit, focus on your breathing, and that you can really let your thoughts just pass by you. So I use Headspace and one of the things that they say all the time on there is treat your thoughts like traffic. You see the thought, it's a car driving by, you're sitting there in your one static place, you see the traffic going by, and those are your thoughts. So you see it, you acknowledge it, and then you let it go, and it passes by you. Same with your thoughts. They're going to come into your head, and if it's, you know, if you're meditating, you see that thought, you acknowledge it, and you let it go and focus on your breath. So Look up some meditation or just literally lay on your bed and let yourself zone out. Let your mind go wherever it wants to go. Let it wander. Let it listen to the sounds outside. Let it listen to your roommates. Just absolutely zone out and let your mind just rest. That's going to be really important. And it might be hard for some people to do that, which is why meditation is really helpful because at least you're being able to listen to a voice guide you through it. But zone out. You can also listen to, hey, podcasts. There aren't just podcasts for entertaining and escapism or like some of my favorite podcasts using humor as a coping mechanism. There are also so many podcasts for businesswomen and for creatives, and that might really spark you. So not necessarily do you want to listen to one that tells you how to be super productive, but there are so many podcasts that are positive for career women like Girl Boss, where they interview other really successful independent entrepreneurial women that you can listen to and just gain some inspiration from your peers, from your heroes, and gain inspiration from these other women that have had these experiences and want to let you know, you know what they did and what they're working on so that you can maybe get new ideas for mediums or topics or things like that. So check out podcasts not only for escapism, but for actually getting that inspiration from your peers. Of course, first and foremost, I can't believe I didn't say it right at the top, but music. If you don't like silence, but you need to kind of rest your brain and you want to get out of staring at something, just listen to some music. It will help you also kind of reach that meditative space, but you'll still have something that is going to put forth some feeling in you. It's going to make feeling actually come alive within you. So really think about the music you're listening to and try to listen to more music that is going to focus on whatever creative project you're working on. So if you are, you know, a lot of creatives already do this, especially artists listening to music uh, that really focuses on their theme. Try that yourself if you haven't already. It's really important at this time to clear your head by doing something that distracts you from this life, from your roommates. It's tough right now, and you've got to forgive yourself 
But then it's also, you know, your job as an independent woman to still get done what you need to get done. And it is your job to make sure that you're keeping your mental health in check. So if your mental health isn't in check, you're 100% not going to have a successful time doing your studio work, doing your creative work from home, doing what you actually pay the bills with from home, and then actually living in your home as normal. So clear your head by doing something that distracts you from all that's going on and from the roommates around you. We can learn so much from doing and seeing and absorbing And you need to still make sure that you're doing that. Even though you cannot leave your house, you need to look online for ways that you can make sure you're still absorbing. Because when we learn and when we are doing and seeing and absorbing, that's when we can do and we can actually output our work. Like you need input. You need that absorption of content. You need that input to learn so that you can actually provide your output. Another way that you can really gain inspiration is, you know, just kind of think about actual reality when you were young. So for me, I grew up in Indiana, so it's cold and it's miserable for six to eight months and you really can't go outside to get a lot of inspiration outside of maybe a museum, but there aren't that many inspirational museums. So kind of maybe take a step back and think about what it was like when you were young. What did you do when you were young and you were bored? Because you didn't have as many options, especially if you're like me and you were trained to be freaking bored in the cold weather of Indiana where there's not much to do besides maybe going to the movies or eating out and eating out and eating out and oh let's try this restaurant now not a lot going on out there so kind of keep a perspective as well look back to your younger self and remember what you used to do when you were bored out of your freaking mind and your parents wouldn't let you leave the house. Because <laughs> that's where a lot of our feelings and inspiration came from when we were younger was those bored moments. So maybe you don't hate the boredom so much. Sometimes the boredom is what brings us that inspiration because we have to do freaking something. Not to add to your ever-growing list of all the shit you have to do in one place, But another way that you can really try to refocus your mind is to kind of try a new medium for money and kill two birds with one stone. So like I kind of, you know, just painted and that cleared my head, whatever, didn't take it seriously. But if you're kind of sitting there as a creative person and you're thinking, how can I help the world a little bit more in this crisis and also clear my head a little bit, focus on something different besides all the other work I have to get done. It might sound crazy because you already have a house full of shit from your studio and you already have a to-do list a mile long that you have to get done in one place. But It is true that when you really step away and try a brand new medium and maybe try to focus on something completely outside of what you need to get done, then it actually will impact the rest of your to-do list. So if you're trying to write a screenplay and you don't have the inspiration for what the hell you want to write about, 
trying a completely new medium might get you there because you're working with brand new tools you've never touched before and techniques you've never tried and maybe even connecting with other people online or looking up different things from people's YouTube or things like that of to-dos that you've never tried. And that'll really help you kind of go down whole, totally different rabbit holes. So my final shout out is to one of my other good friends from high school that is honestly still kind of part of this this little group that I've mentioned across the podcast. Her name is Joey. I won't say her last name because I'm not sure if she'd want me to. Better safe than sorry. And she is another creative that is an actress, an actor, and she is having, you know, obviously a huge hard time right now. The creative arts are canceling shows, and so, you know, for her, it's definitely a big deal that she can't really practice her art, and she's also trying to manage a way to be able to work from home and push her boss to say, yes, you can work from home and provide her the tools for that as well. So definitely been a stressful time for her as a career woman and as a creative artist. I do know that for other theater people out there, more and more actors are putting forth video streaming where they're doing live streams or even YouTube videos where they're doing theater exercises together as a group. So I really recommend looking that up. But, um, you know, I, one thing that Joey has done is she has taken her fear and anxiety of this situation and taken her creative outlet to create cloth masks. So she's not allowed and not able to do as much of her creative work as she normally can because she can't be in a play right now. So she's taking that creative outlet and putting it towards something different. So she's currently making cloth masks. My husband and I got some. They are only $6, which is affordable for anybody. Her Etsy is one word, Grumpy Dusty Bear. Again, that's Grumpy Dusty Bear on Etsy. And this is not only a great way to fuel your creativity in this time and get that inspiration, but also to make a little extra money. If you are a creative, it might be a really, really hard time right now and bills are stressing you the fuck out. So she's already thought of a way where she can make a little side cash and she's not only benefiting her creativity, her her money supply, the earth (laughs) and other people in it and thinking of others, which is what civilization is all about. It's about being there for each other and not being a Neanderthal that is only thinking about their own survival. And it's also about helping her own anxiety by doing something active that does make a difference no matter how big no matter how small so check out her etsy that's definitely my my third and final shout out for this episode of my creative career driven women but that's really huge you know i'm not asking you to take on a whole new task while you're already trying to manage your work and your creative work and your home life but it still might help a little bit so I know it's still going to be really hard for everyone to be managing all of this, especially if you live in a small apartment, which a lot of creatives are going to, whether it's New York or L.A. or another city. There are so many shared spaces happening right now that people really aren't talking about. So the best thing we can really do is talk about them. So just start off again, communicate with your roommates 
Do not be military style. This is the time I need to do this and don't enter the kitchen at this time, blah, blah, blah. No, you still have to share the space, but just talk about what each person needs to work on and really try to focus on how you can all work together to make sure that everyone's still getting done what they need to get done. No one is wanting to wring anyone else's neck (laughs) and that everyone is still creating. And don't forget to have a little fun. If there is tensions with your roommates because everyone is in one space, still have a good time. It is the 1920s and the bars are closed. (laughs) So make a bar at home and try to, you know, if you do drink, um, if you're not living the sober life, try to do that. Try to just make it kind of a joke sometimes and and make it the 20s in your space and and try to make sure that you're still talking with your roommates and having a good time with your roommates once in a while because even if you have a situation where your roommates and you really never talk, that's not your thing, everyone has their own lives, your lives are all together now. So best be getting used to it for a little bit. Try to take the time to play a little drinking game or something like that to break the ice. Pretend like you're in the 1920s and then maybe that'll help kind of loosen up the tension and really give you that space to finally talk about, look, I have to do A, B, and C things. I'm normally in the studio, but now I'm here. I'm normally at my workplace, but now I'm here. And this is the space that really helps me create. And this is when I really would maybe prefer that we could try to keep the noise down, but I'll let you know and communicate that to you if there's really a set moment where I need to work on something. Take it day by day. Again, no broad rules. Just take it day by day, guys. And I know that's easier said than done, but treat it like you would other work. You have to just take it shot by shot, day by day. By shot, I don't mean alcohol. I mean like an actual shot in a movie. (laughs) Take it shot by shot, scene by scene, and just work with your roommates as much as possible so that you can have a space for all of your work needs and your creative needs and your professional needs and also still have a functional living space. So... With that, that concludes our episode for this week of Bitch Prince. I gave my little three shout outs, but again, it's Alicia Herter. Check out Diego on my mind on Amazon. Tara Keck, definitely check out her podcast with Alicia, which yes. And then of course, my friend Joey, check out her Etsy, Grumpy Dusty Bear for some cloth masks. They're only six bucks, guys. And it's helping yourself. It's helping her. It's helping everyone. So do your best to keep supporting creatives. And if you have the money, try to reach out, find your favorite restaurant, get a gift card, Look up your favorite artists, support them in this time. If there was something sitting in your shopping cart from one of your favorite creators, now's the time to buy it and support them and help them out so at least we all don't have to stress about our living situation in terms of money any more than we're already stressing about living in one place to get all of our shit done. So I'm a huge Instagram nerd, so please connect with me on there. Again, it's at Mallory.Blaine. Blaine is my middle name. Definitely want to connect with you and just let me know if you have corrections there or have topics that you want to talk about. Keep creating all my amazing creatives and career women, and we will talk to you next week. Until then, maintain your space and keep on leaving your mark.